Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A shakeup could be coming to how Wake County commissioners are elected. The reason they want it is they want to elect more Republicans. The new bill that could change who ends up on your ballot. Then, electric vehicle manufacturers are joining Facebook's Meta and expanding into the triangle. WRAL explains what's helping North Carolina claim those coveted investments. The clear sky comes with a temperature roller coaster. The ups and downs to expect this week and the next front set to bring rain chances. Taking a live look at the North Carolina Legislative Building, where a new bill was introduced today that would reshape how Wake County commissioners are elected. Thank you for joining us. I'm Deborah Morgan. And I'm Dan Haggerty. This is a look at the map of the districts that make up the county right now, all currently held by Democrats. A former commissioner we talked to today says this new legislation is aiming to change that. WRL's Brett Neese is live outside the Wake County Justice Center where those commissioners meet. Brett, what do these changes look like? Yeah, Dan and Deborah, a former uh, or a Republican hasn't served on the Wake County Commission since 2014, despite the fact that 30%, uh, 36% of the voters in 2020 voted for former President Trump. And while a former commissioner says that this is all a power grab for Republicans, the state rep that is sponsoring this bill says that the commissioners should represent the communities they serve. Right now, the Wake County Commission is made up of seven seats, all currently held by Democrats. Under the current system, commissioners must live in one of seven county districts, but they're all elected countywide. A bill introduced today by State Representative Aaron Perret would change that. The reason they want it is they want to elect more Republicans. The issue is not so much they need to change the structure is they need to run better candidates. Former Wake County Commissioner Sig Hutchinson says the change is not needed and it's simply a strategy by Republicans to find a way to take back a seat they haven't held in nearly 10 years. Perez's bill keeps the seven districts as they exist now and voters in those districts would elect one candidate each. Plus, she says she wants to take party politics out at the county level. So I want to take that partisan element out of this. We need to look at the candidates and I don't really care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, Big Bird, Mickey Mouse, whatever the voters elect to represent them in their part of the county is what we should have confidence in. Political analysts I spoke with say the partisan nature of elections can never be fully removed and states political parties often get involved in nonpartisan races, making it clear to inform voters who is associated with which party. You know, in theory, it changes things. In practice, it doesn't really change anything. Everybody knows, for example, in the recent school board elections, who the Democratic candidates were, who the Republican candidates were. WRAL's NC Capital team says the bill will likely get a committee hearing next, but it's not clear how much further it could progress after that because every other Wake County lawmaker in the state house is a Democrat. And a lot of times local legislation like this does not move if a majority of those local legislators are against it, but that's not a rule. 
Shanika Thomas, the current chair of the Wake County Commission, did just release a statement to us within the last 15 minutes. Reads in part that they were surprised to receive word of the proposed legislation this afternoon. They were not consulted prior to its filing. Shanika Thomas says that they will be reviewing it. She and the other commissioners will be reviewing this proposed bill within the next couple of days and further analyzing it. Brett Neese, live in downtown Raleigh. Thank you, Brett. New tonight, a new bipartisan bill introduced today would legalize happy hour in North Carolina. The legislation, introduced by a bipartisan group of state lawmakers, would allow individual cities and counties to legalize limited-time drink specials and promotions. It's something restaurants and bar owners want. At least some of them. And that's what the bill's lead sponsor, Republican Representative Jason Sane, argues. However, these changes could face fierce opposition from religious groups. Supporters of looser restrictions say they're just trying to bring the state's alcohol laws out of the prohibition area and into the 21st century. To get stories about state government sent straight to your inbox, sign up from the NC Capital Newsletter. Go to WRL.com, open the main menu on the homepage, and select newsletters. It's also available on the WRL News app. Five people have been arrested for the murder of a 17-year-old. Cameron Brody was shot in October in Oxford last September, rather. WRAL has confirmed four of the five suspects arrested are Granville County students. Brody's parents describe him as a typical 17-year-old who loved making music. He was good at it. He was really good at it. Um, he also liked playing basketball. Um, he was good at playing basketball. He was just like an all-star um, roundabout good guy. Oxford police are not releasing the names of the suspects right now, citing their ages, and we're still waiting to hear back. NC State is investigating its fifth suicide of the school year and the third in the College of Engineering. Campus police say a young woman was found dead in Sullivan Hall on Saturday. This is the fifth suicide and eighth student death since August. This semester, NC State has increased its mental health resources. The university has added six counselors on campus. All students are also eligible for up to 12 free telehealth sessions. It, it breaks my heart because I'm a young person and to see somebody else doing the same thing that I'm doing that's been successful enough to get into engineering school, just give it up like that, it, it really hurts me. Just talk, be nice to people. Um, Try to make friends in your classes, study with somebody. That's really the best way to stay mentally sane is we're social creatures, so we have to talk to each other. The university has a wellness day on Thursday, which was scheduled before the semester started. Students say they will use the day to relax and catch up on their schoolwork. If you or someone you know is in crisis, dial 988 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. And for a list of crisis counseling and county-by-county county resources in North Carolina, go to WRL.com and search Get Help. Facebook's parent company is confirming now its plans to open an office in Durham. WRL breaking the news over the summer that the tech giant was going to have a presence here. And today, for the first time, the company is publicly confirming that. A Meta spokesperson says it will have an office in the American Tobacco Campus downtown, employing 100 enterprise engineers. City Councilor Leo Williams says he personally does not believe the city is ready for all of the growth that's happening. Most importantly, we need more of a multimodal uh, transportation system. Uh, I do think we need a rail option to go throughout the triangle. Uh, I'm not going to give up on that fight. 
American Tobacco Campus is owned by WRAL's parent company, Capital Broadcasting. Meta hasn't said when the new office will open its doors. North Carolina is becoming a hub for electric manufacturing. Several companies involved in electric vehicles have announced investments all across our area, such as expansion projects from companies like VinFast and the most recent, Kempower. Tonight, WRL's Destiny Patterson looks at why they're choosing our area to call home. Charging stations like these are popping up all over the country to accommodate the growing demand for electric vehicles. And companies across the EV supply chain are taking notice. Now many firms are making decisions to expand in North Carolina. And I think the world is changing very fast. In the triangle and the region now known as the Carolina core, multiple firms that serve the EV market have announced major investments in the last 15 months. That includes Toyota, which will build a brand new battery plant in Randolph County, as well as VinFast, which will construct the state's first automotive assembly factory. The latest company is ChemPower, which will build EV charging stations in Durham County. But why are firms choosing this part of the state? It's a confluence of a lot of technologies that come together to build an EV car. So I think all that technology and the talent exists in the RTP area already. Take NC State's engineering program, for example. We're creating and working with electric vehicles as part of the curriculum for some students. We have a lot of talent here. Not only are these companies bringing billions of dollars to our area, but they're also feeding into state leaders' goals of reducing emissions. In a report released by the governor's office this month, it says North Carolina is on track to reduce greenhouse emissions by 60 percent by 2050. North Carolina is quickly becoming the center of our country's clean energy economy. Companies are taking notice. Destiny Patterson, WRAL News. Still ahead, a major fire at a plant in Wayne County is still burning now for the third day. The progress crews have made so far and what we know about the investigation. That's coming up. Plus. We're walking you through what could be the first affordable housing community in North Carolina to be entirely 3D printed. How developers hope this could set the tone for the future of building in North Carolina. And after yesterday's rain, we definitely needed today's sunshine to help us dry out. I'll show you how many more dry days we have left before the next round of rain coming up. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. Smoke has not stopped coming from the ashes at a facility that recycled railroad ties in Wayne County. Sky 5 flying over this area. This is the National Salvage and Service Corporation site from a little bit earlier today. That fire has been burning since early Saturday morning. It is now contained. We know that. The Wayne County Fire Marshal says... You should limit your time outside in that area, though, and recommend wearing a N95 mask to help filter out the smoke. The county expects it to keep burning and smoking for several days. Investigators are working with the state and federal officials to find out what caused the fire. Cancer-causing drinking water is now the focus of nearly 100 newly filed lawsuits in Raleigh. Thousands of Marines and their families were exposed to toxic water at Camp Lejeune from the 1950s through the 1980s. Last year, they received congressional approval for compensation for health issues. Jerry Ensminger filed one of the 95 new lawsuits. For years, WREL investigates have fo has followed Ensminger's fight for justice. His daughter died at age nine from leukemia, which is one of the diseases linked to Lejeune's contaminated water. 
Newborns in North Carolina will now be screened for two additional disorders. Today, the State Department of Health and Human Services announced babies will now be screened for two lysomal storage disorders. The symptoms of this issue include developmental delays, heart defects, and liver issues. The health department emphasized the importance of early detection in order to seek treatment. The Citizens Well Check program for seniors age 65 and older will start again tomorrow in Wake County. It's being reinstated by newly elected Sheriff Willie Rowe. Around 86 residents were enrolled in the program when it ended in 2019. Seniors that plan to enroll will get an automated phone call from the Sheriff's Office every morning at 9 a.m. Two more calls will follow if there's no answer, and then a call will be made to a family member before a deputy is dispatched to the senior's home. They are very valuable in the sense of uh, being there for us, and now we have seniors who are living alone, some have health challenges, and we need to make sure that they're cared for. The program was started by Sheriff Donnie Harrison in 2005 before it was eliminated. It's a free program with no cost to the taxpayer. A $30 million project in the Halifax County town of Littleton is aiming to be the first 3D printed housing development in North Carolina. Wow, wondering how this is going to work? Well, WRL's Keenan Willard shows us how project leaders say this will bring affordable and green housing to an area on the rise. Right now, it's just an empty field in the middle of Halifax County, but it's set to become the first 3D printed home community in the entire state. And developers are hoping this could set the tone not just for the future of Littleton, but for North Carolina as well. It addresses a couple of things, uh, affordability, time, um, sustainability. This is the future site of the Odell Littleton Road Village. Developers say it'll bring 150 housing units to this community, and every one of them will be built with walls of 3D printed concrete. It will be the first in North Carolina, so we're excited about that as well. It's a partnership between the town and private developers, including the Ed Fitz Foundation, which has spent millions of dollars to revitalize Littleton. You have to have things for people to do. You have to have places for people to work. And now you see this project, you have to have places for people to live that are affordable uh, on people that don't have a six-figure income. So how will they do it? Project leaders say a machine will pump out 3D printed concrete, almost like icing on a cake. A team from NC State is helping to make the materials. This is an agricultural community, so you want to be able to use some of those agricultural products within those constructural materials, and then that way the entire community um, benefits. There's no timeline yet for when the project will be finished. When it's ready, project leaders say monthly rents will start around $1,000, with eco-friendly designs looking to cut down on energy costs. They hope this community will become a blueprint for sustainable building in North Carolina. Uh, housing as a, as a model going forward um, for not only this community um, and others as well. Keenan Willard, WRL News, Halifax County. Gas prices are falling in our area. According to AAA, prices dropped more than two cents a gallon just the past week. Right now, the average in Raleigh, $3.31 per gallon. Durham, a bit more, $3.35. And Fayetteville is $3.20. Overall, North Carolina is still well below the national average at $3.42 a gallon. You could be driving around with the windows down. Earlier today, Kat Campbell joining us now. We've had some beautiful weather, but this time of year, do we get a little ups and downs. 
And they're going to stay up this week. You know, maybe with the low gas prices, you can do a day trip to the beach. Temperatures are going to be in the 70s for a few days this week. We had 67 for our high today. It's a beautiful evening outside. Not too chilly right now. This is a live look from the Natural Sciences Museum. Downtown Raleigh looking nice and quiet tonight. We're going to be even warmer tomorrow. Upper 60s, we could very well hit 70 degrees for the high tomorrow on Valentine's Day. 67 in Roxborough and Roanoke Rapids. That's as chilly as it gets in our viewing area. 67 degrees, not bad for February. We expect upper 60s for Siler City. 70 in Smithfield and Sanford. 71 for Fayetteville, as well as Goldsboro. It's a warm day. It's a bright day tomorrow. The perfect day to spend some time outside. Maybe head to the playground with the kids. 8 a.m. It is still going to be a chilly start to the morning with temperatures near 40 degrees. But by lunchtime, temperatures should already be in the lower 60s. And high temperatures during the afternoon will happen in the 2 to 4 p.m. time frame. Nice and beautiful to play outside tomorrow, but we do have changes coming. We know we can't stay dry all week long. It's North Carolina, so we always have a few weather systems that we're tracking each week. And the next one, some upper level energy in the southwest, but we're really going to see this evolve with some additional energy off to the northwest as well. So let's take a closer look at the severe weather outlook, and this is going to make headlines this week. Unfortunately, yet another week with the severe weather threat in the southern plains and in the south. It's a level two threat already, which is pretty significant three days out, centered right around Arkansas. The way it looks right now, we're not likely to see severe weather here locally when that system arrives Thursday night into Friday. We'll let you know if our thoughts change as we get in some high resolution model data. But since it is a Friday, let's go ahead and take a look at our long range future cast. Things are quiet tomorrow. High pressure remains in control. You can begin to see a storm system developing, kind of combining with the upper level energy to the northwest. A better defined system expected Wednesday into Thursday with this cold front taking shape. For us, we're mainly dry during the day on Thursday, but Thursday night into early Friday, that's when it looks like we would see the bulk of the rain from this front. Friday morning, 2 a.m., you can still see some rain. Lunchtime, we still have showers in the eastern part of this state, but the way it looks right now, the rain would clear out of here for the afternoon and evening on Friday. Of course, with the Canes Fan Fest happening outside in downtown Raleigh on Friday, this would be good news, especially since they've got their practice outside as well at four o'clock. The one thing we're going to have to watch, though, is the wind. It's going to be quite a blustery evening on Friday. A 60% chance for rain on Friday, mainly early in the day. Up until then, it's a 20% chance for rain Wednesday and Thursday. Friday, temperatures begin to cool down. It's a chilly wind for us, blustery in a Friday night, but Saturday, just in time for the Canes outdoor game at Carter-Finley. Stadium series forecast looks great, 53 degrees. The winds die down. It is clear. It is dry. Great weather for that, and then we warm right back up Sunday into Monday. It just lined up perfectly. Mm -hmm. We have one winter-like day, perfect for an outdoor hockey game on Saturday. <laughs> My kind of forecast. Good timing. Like yeah. <laughs> Still ahead, it's a halftime show everyone has been talking about, and it's not just about Rihanna's performance. Something you might not have noticed, her outfit served as a tribute to a Durham native and global icon. We explain coming up. Also, you can listen to this newscast as a podcast. The WRL News Daily Podcast features entire newscasts from beginning to end. Morning, noon, evening, and now the 7 p.m. newscast as well added to the podcast each day. You can find WRL News Daily in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.
All right, we are now just five days away from the Carolina Hurricanes Stadium Series matchup against the Washington Capitals, and the excitement is really building. It, it is. This is what an exciting thing to do, to have hockey outside. The weather's going to be great, as Kat was just saying. This is the progress they've been making so far, turning Carter-Finley Stadium, the outdoor area, into a hockey rink for the big game. Crews putting the finishing touches on things right now. A couple days left. Yesterday, it rained, but the NHL is saying it actually helped the process. I guess. So they know what they're doing. By the way, the game is officially sold out at this point, too. So wow. uh, it's going to be a great environment. Yeah, it looks Absolutely. great. It's the biggest story in the entertainment world today. Rihanna's iconic pregnancy reveal during her Super Bowl 57 halftime show. And that performance was just incredible, right? The confirmation from her agent after the performance made this all that much more impressive. And how could you miss her outfit? Turns out it was a nod to fashion designer Andre Leon Talley, who was raised in Durham. And his Norma Kamali sleeping bag coat, there it is. A post on Tally's official Instagram page featured pictures of the late stylist and Rihanna reading, when the sun shines, we'll shine together. Told you I'll be here forever and I'll always be your friend, tagging the pop star. That was, what a beautiful tribute. Nice, really so nice. nice. Well, for the first time in 13 years, the Antiques Roadshow is returning to Raleigh. Have you ever dreamed of being on this show? Absolutely. Bring in like a little trinket and they're like, this is worth a billion dollars. <laughs> um, we do have some video from the last time the show stopped in the Triangle. It was mm -hmm. a while ago, 2010. Uh, the hit PBS series production tour will stop at the North Carolina Museum of Art. That happens May 16th. Admission to the road show is free. However, tickets are required, so get yourself a ticket. And this will all air in 2024, marking the show's 28th season. So Somebody did have something very valuable. Yeah? Go, yeah. Up, go up in the attic. Look uh -huh. around. What? I know. Who knows what's the up there? Who knows? I don't know. So there is a, a new ice cream shop in Cary, and it's called Sugar Koi. Former sushi chef Nat Jirasawad is bringing authentic Asian ice cream to the Triangle. Sugar Koi features flavors like purple yam, Thai tea, matcha, and lychee. Chef Nat, who shifted gears from sushi to ice cream after a Parkinson's diagnosis, uses the same recipes that his mom taught him in Thailand. That. Doesn't that look good? The ice cream is served with a freshly baked koi fish cone, a throwback to Nat's time as a sushi chef at neighboring Sushi Thai. My kids would love that yeah. little... It looks really good. Yeah, koi fish. I would love it. Too. Yeah. Two of North Carolina's most popular family-owned beverage companies are giving North Carolinians something to cheer about. The Cheerwine Ale hit retailer shelves today. Cheerwine and Charlotte-based brewery Noda Brewing. They collaborated to create this new ale, and it's available right now at certain North Carolina retailers. Keep a lookout for it. Thanks for being with us. See you at 10 at 11. Local news doesn't stop here. Continue watching on all major streaming platforms with the WRAL app. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. I'm at the nail salon. I'm at the grocery store. I'm at the
combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.